0: Good Vibes. A good evening. Do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. The Knutsons have taken control as to bring you this special
1: show. <laughs> Who are the Knutsons? Only good vibes. Wait, what? Only good
0: vibes is the Only ah. good, good vibes, Okay. This
1: is called the Knutson effect. Guys, John, Paul, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice um, to meet you too. You Thanks uh, for taking the time out to come and chat to us. Hi, mate. Yeah, you, um, are you... Where are you both? It well,
0: Glasgow, just outside of Glasgow, basically. Yeah, just outside. I'm in a little kind of seaside town outside and John's. a little bit closer on a place called Paisley. Yeah,
1: right, sunny so, okay. Paisley. Sunny Paisley. Never sunny. Right.
0: Never sunny in Paisley. Nah, <laughs> nah, no, no, it's never sunny anywhere this year, is it? Wait, wait, where are you, Rob? Where is it you are? I'm in Derby, in the
2: Midlands. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Right in the centre of the country, mate. Right in the centre yeah, of the we, chaos. We, we, we're, we're not Northerners, we're not Southerners, mate. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Your
0: own little thing going on <laughs> down there. That's it. So, yeah.
1: So up so, to you? You're keeping yourself busy this I'm year? Keeping doing keeping all this myself, craziness? Yeah, I'm keeping myself
2: very busy. I'm doing, I've been, I've not released a lot of new music. I've released, I've released an Ambient album. Okay. Um, Well, piano solo stuff, which I do as a separate thing to my uh, disco art uh, stuff. Um, okay. That's my Escape from the disco yeah. house and yeah.
0: stuff,
2: <laughs> um, and that's under my artist name, Calm Drama, and that's like a kind of uh, Ludovic and Audi sort of stuff, you know, that kind of thing, yeah. So, yeah. I've done that, I've released an album on that, and then, um, production wise, I've done uh, a few disco bits, I've done a few remixes. Um, I've just recently done a DJ Shadow remix that I put out the other day, which is like a deep house sort of thing, Brilliant. um, awesome and then, uh, I've but mainly I've been teaching this year, I've been a lot of teaching, a lot of tutoring. A lot of YouTube sort of stuff and a lot of one-to-one music yeah. mentoring for um, for disco house funk soul whatever you, you know that yeah. whole bag of things which I do for my wax disc. Oh.
0: Um, what what uh, track is that, Rob? What what shadow track is that you remixed? I scale it back. Oh um, yeah, yeah. It came out about eight
2: years ago, seven eight years ago, and it's mm-hmm. I've I've turned it into a piano we like a moody piano house track. It's a bit pop, okay. but I'll send you the link. But um, yeah. I just put that out the other day. I've been tweaking with that and I've done, a f- I've not done any anything like, I can't think, I've done a few bits o- up until uh, June, July and then I've just focused on teaching. And yeah, with yeah. the guy that you interviewed the other day, Boogie Tracks. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that put you onto me, put me onto you. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I've just, uh, um, that's when you got to touching. and I've just, that's what I've been doing is I've been tutoring people and, and making courses and, and passing on yeah. my knowledge of, of house
1: production from over the last funny three years I've been wrecking records. So what made you um take that step into the tutoring side of it and the mentoring side of it? That's about eight years ago, really. um I just so I remember I remember getting hold of um I
2: can't remember what it was so I was like I got able of ableton about nine years ago. Right. Um and it really I'd had it before that, I had like Ableton one and two were made getting me years ago. And I was like, this is crap, get rid of it. I I prefer cakewalk and Cubase you know. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like this new this new structure of session view and all that. And yeah. And the screens were tiny and I just hated it. Yeah. And then eventually I just thought I'm gonna sit down with this and I'm gonna have a look at it. Because we make sense you could DJ on it. So I thought, right, I'll have a look, I'll give it the benefit of that. And this was when, you know, late two thousands, when virtual DJing started to become more of a reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I started exploring it and then I just got into it and I thought, right, I would do, do that? And then I started finding people doing it on YouTube. Uh-huh. So then I thought, oh, I can do this. I could teach people all my skills, all my knowledge of funk and disco and whatnot. And that's what I did. And I just started doing a little video. If you listen to my very first videos, they're like, uh, they're formal and hi, oh, this is Rob. You know, it's really,
0: <laughs> you're yeah, scared yeah.
2: to make a mistake, you're scared to cough. And you know, a yeah, yeah. times I edited out words and arms oh. and ooms and all that. Yeah, and then gradually I just built it and built it, and I've not even pushed it. I've just let it naturally flow. Yeah. Um. And I'm only up to seven thousand subscribers over eight years, but I'm they're the right subscribers. You know. Yeah.
1: Me. Yeah. I've it's actually like been that. watching some of your tutorials on uh-huh. there. and They're really well put together. You know, they're not Thanks. they're not too long, and they give you just the right amount of information and enough to kind yeah. of play about with. Um, Have you learned something from it? <laughs> yeah, Def Deli, that no, was pretty awesome. I was looking through the the ones you brought back out in 2016, so you kind of put, okay. I think it was five together in one course, oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Class, so it's all about it the three yeah, edits, yes. edits. Yeah, so I was so, working through that as well. Yeah, it was really good. Enjoyed it. Thank you. But yeah, that's the whole point. I don't want to be
2: a, I don't want to. I don't want to be some kind of YouTube personality that does all this wacky stuff. And that's not me. Do you know what I mean? I'm. I'm an old school DJ I'm old school producer. Yep. I'm just. Let's just deal with the facts. That you want to make a track like this is how you do it. You know, yeah, yeah. it's not. Let's cut the showing off and the showboat in and all that. And yeah, that's yeah. just not me. Yep. Um, I just rather pass on the knowledge and help people. And the the buzz I get back from somebody I've never met and I'll never see. Yep. Mm-hmm. and going oh you've helped me do this track and I, 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 I you know and, I've, and when I see Boogie Tracks who's made stuff and yeah, there's other yeah. people that have got Yeah Boogie out,
1: Tracks is putting out some great music right yeah. now it's definitely can kind I of give you a big credit exactly. when we were chatting to him as well and there's a few
2: other guys out there that have done stuff and they've come back to me and said if it wasn't for you I wouldn't be releasing stuff it yeah. that in itself is the reward, you
0: know, not yeah. And the thing, not... thing as well, Rob, we were talking about that with boogie tracks the fact that guys like yourself don't usually get a lot of credit from it. People mm. learn the craft from like yeah. guys themselves, and then before they know it, they're away. We release these, but they've never really, really traces back to the guys that helped show that support and help yeah. teach the well, guys. That's it, measure to get you on. That's it,
2: and that's 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 you know, that's what it's all about. It's like the silence. I don't know, the silent, I'm not looking for that, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'm not going, oh, I want. You're, you make sure if you <laughs> make it to the top that you know I you credit me but no not at all <laughs> i've here. helped 20%? yeah even before <laughs> youtube and all the videos and that i was always helping out mates in studios kids would come to me younger lads would come to me and yeah you know there's a guy called andy holder who he now works for track source um and he's an old friend of mine from when we were kids and in the yep. 90s he wanted to be a dj and he came to my studio i had a big studio not big, I say a, a proper functioning studio yep. um, and he came to me and wanted to make tracks on the Sulfuric vibe and all that sort of stuff and he ended up getting signed to Sulfuric you know in America on vinyl this is back in 2000 and 2001 okay. um, and he, knows, he now works for track source I don't think he produces much now but he's, he right. works for them um, so yeah I've always helped people achieve you know I've always, I have always always used to give loads of local lads resident warm-up slots and things like that for nights and mm. put on and it's yeah, just yeah. always
1: stem from there really it's always stem from there it's always about pass the knowledge on don't hold yeah. don't um, things you know it, it's I, very I, good, I, good value your courses as well I was having a look on your website mm. at waxadeskblogspot.com yeah. that's, that's um, and there's blood, like yeah. when you're because you're, you're you're not just kind of doing one course when you're breaking it down into like five separate sections and things as well yeah. it's, it covers quite a lot of content it's really really good the way you kind of put that together well that's
2: what you've gotta you've gotta do is, is it's like some courses they'll charge you the earth and then they they, they don't give the actual nitty-gritty, they give you a very generic
0: yeah, yeah. kind
2: of uh, baked structure. It's like some people that I teach come to me and they've been taught by an EDM producer with all due respect. But the the the, the, the arrangement's the same. There's no there's not much difference in arrangement in terms of arranging a track and laying a track. Yeah, but yeah. the 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 Uh, mentality of it is is not the same as putting in the soul of it that makes sense that's not taking anything away from EDM I'm I'm literally saying that you have to feel disco you have to feel it like yeah if you know what I mean and I'm not and that's not a a snobbish kind of thing or or anything there's a difference in purely synthesized sounds yep uh, and and mad mad tracks that are designed solidly to make you go crazy Yep. And then there's a, there's an element of designing tracks that are that are soulful, you know. It's just yeah. I don't know. That's that's what I try to get across in my tracks is less
1: um, less genericness and more mm. about feel. Yeah. Yeah. We've been that. speaking to quite a lot of people this year, and everybody's kind of coming back to the same thing about having that kind of live element in there mm. as well, rather than all being synthesised, like you are saying, having that yeah. kind of I don't know groove going on. I guess.
2: Yeah, but we're all still using synths to do this, but we, we, the more organic a sound, like you use electric roads or you use some strings, there's some amazing software out there now that gives you that real feel, like the string software, the orchestral software. Mm-hmm. And whereas before, a string sound on the keyboard would just be flat, whereas now you've got the nuances and all the different, yeah, yeah. and all the bends and trills and crescendos, and yeah, yeah. it's all in there now. And you can get yeah. it for nothing, you can get it for free. You know, there's a great piece of kit out there called Lab Studio. I don't know if you've heard yeah. of it.
1: No, and no, he'll do that just, one.
2: It's just full of strings and uh, orchestral stuff. And it's just, it's amazing, you know, and it's got, it, there's nothing to stop you making as organic music as possible. Mm. You can't even tell now what's done on a computer or what's done with an orchestra. Yeah. You know what I mean? In a movie even, even in the movies, you know, it's like, what, what, you know, someone made that on, the, on a keyboard and a bit of software. Yeah. <laughs> so Hands we are, it. it's nice <laughs> to have that live feel in a track. Uh-huh. Even if it's just putting in a live Congo loop on top of a purely synthesized eight oh eight. You know uh-huh. it just it's just it's just all about delivering as much realism as you possibly can, I suppose. So do you and
1: tend to use mainly software
2: now then rather than I do, any yeah. yeah. I do. I've got uh, a Korg MS two thousand and um, I've got three of the Korg uh, the little box is what are they called.
0: What are they called? Yeah, I can't I remember the name. do ask us. do ask Vulcas, us. The Volkers. The Volkers. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. I can't
2: remember. I I've got a Volker sampler. I've got a Volca uh, keys and the Volca drums. Um, and what I tend to do is put loops in the Volker, But this is more for live performance. Oh. So I'll put in vocal snippets in the vo- in the sampler, because they you hold a minutes so of minutes worth of sample. Yep. So they're the only kind of hardware things that I connect up and I'll sync those to Ableton and, and there's, a, there's a couple of controllers an Ovation 49 key and a, a, a little pad an Akai MPC there but yep. in terms of just hardware no I, I will plug in the MS2000 sometimes for a lead line but most of the stuff I use is is soft based, yeah because mm-hmm. some of it is awesome like the Tyrell um, and the Juno 106 replica yep. uh, and there's a few others that I've done videos on they're just, they're just some great sounds in there yeah,
1: yeah. I was going to ask for a bit of advice actually. So, I've been trying to find like a decent controller to control VSTs as well. So, generally, you can get things that will control the bits and pieces in Ableton, but to get somebody that's something that really has good control over a VST seems to be a right, bit more yeah. difficult. Is there anything you would recommend for that,
0: Rob? Rob, well, make sure you charge him for this advice. He's got you for for a bit of free advice. This is all this is. I know, I know you as well.
1: I've
2: given away plenty of advice for free. It's the best <laughs> thing to do. But I, I, I mean, the novations are good, but again, it depends, depends what you say. You want to control this, the third-party VSTs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them you have to kind of assign anyway to yourself. You have to configure them yourself. So yep. with the Tyrell, uh, you could click the configure button and you can choose whichever. You have to manually do a lot of them, which is mm-hmm. a bit of a headache. I mean, the Able to Push is good for automation automatically connecting toward the Ableton things. It just instantly does it. Because uh-huh. with uh, an innovation keyboard, you have to, you can't see what you're touching because there's no, there's no LCD, there's no screen. Yeah. So with a push, it's better, but then you've not got the keyboard. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. That's so about, I've off, I, I
2: yeah. I've been, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been through, I don't know how many audio keyboards I've been through countless innovations. I've been through Roland's. I've been through so many via uh, soft, um, controllers yeah yeah over the years and I, I, all i do all i use is just a s- standard 49m audio yep. it's got a modulation on this uh-huh. is just for making tracks at home if i'm jamming uh-huh. um but for live purposes i will use the Novation uh 49 launch key 49 so you know um I, I, it depends how much you want to configure things to your vsts yeah, you know, it's just... sometimes things are automatically done. You'll you'll get the cutoff will automatically configure from a VST, mm-hmm. but um it's not something I've really read into massively. But oh, okay. Okay. And to push is, is is the one for
1: quick. Yeah, I've really been toying just... with that idea <laughs> of getting a push for about the yeah. last uh, six months. I keep saying it, Paul actually. <laughs> I'm sick, I'm yeah. sick of hearing about it, Rob <laughs> just buy one already. Buy <laughs> already. I, I,
2: I did have a push one and I got rid of it. Um and then various things happened and I got rid of a bits of equipment and I bought, I bought back the innovation and stuff. But um, yeah, there's so many, this, they, they come out so frequently now. There's all sorts going on. There? I mean, there's that innovation native instruments one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the, the one with that's the little control? keys, it's got yeah. like rainbows, at the rainbow colored keys at the back. Yeah. Um, I had a gone on one of those in a shop about two years ago and they were incredible for grabbing, but you had to use the native instruments, uh,
1: yeah, I think Arturia has something similar as well, yeah. don't they? Where they can control yeah, yeah. that the V collection with their is it a mini lab or something that's called. Yeah, um,
0: Santa, Santa, see if you're listening to us right now, can you just drop off three? This is my letter to Santa right now. I'm just going to put that <laughs> there,
2: but I mean, it's like, think, think in terms of those kind of technical sort of things, what you can do with hardware and stuff. I'm a little bit bit of a dinosaur to be honest because. I've got a Roland piano here. that's a piano that I bought three years ago, right. and it's got a USB Bluetooth connection, where you can sync your phone and have a little screen on them. You know, what I mean, kids can use it right. a lot of sort of things where the, the things come down and all that. I could, I just don't do it. I just don't use it. I just get on it and I play it, and that's it. Oh, and it's yeah, yeah, not... I don't know. I'm a bit of a. I think oh, I can't be bothered to link that to Bluetooth because it means downloading this thing. It means,
0: you know. <laughs> me, me and John were talking about that. It can get a bit overcomplicated sometimes. It you does. end up overloaded with things to try, don't you? Yeah,
2: I've got too much. I mean, what's that you've got behind the uh, nutcracker there? What's that you've got? Is
0: that? A, oh, it's just the MPK 49, just the Akai. Yeah, yeah. So kind of like I try to keep it simple by getting something like that. So at least I've got the the drum pads, the keys, yeah. and some faders to hand without just going yeah a bit over overboard.
2: Well, that's it, isn't it. You
0: can end up,
2: but like, too much. That's yeah. why I try and simplify the courses when I make my courses. I try to keep mm. it, cut yep. the crap out, and keep to the, you know, the bare yep, minimum. Definitely. And then sometimes people will email me and say, "Oh, how'd you do this?" I'm like, "Oh God, I don't know." You know, it's like, but then I'll, I'll quickly, you know
1: always find as well nothing ever works the first time nah, <laughs> it's always nah, nah, like plug nah, and plug plug play plug. it's never a plug and play and then it
0: never <laughs> works the third time either you always get
1: the second time it'll
0: work and then you get back to the third oh, time mate, if you don't get that if you don't get that window sound or whatever it is you plug into it yeah it can be frustrating yeah yeah <laughs> Just just going back to the important trouble of, of uh, nurturing the new talent and things like that as well, I think you were saying before as well that a lot of people don't like to give the knowledge out if they yeah. pos- especially in this social media driven world it's very competitive isn't it and it's uh, yeah. people like to to give that up. so the importance of what your guys are doing basically and nurturing that talent and giving this uh, putting the skills back out there is pretty essential to especially focused on the disco based stuff because that's a, that's a real a real talent in itself to put that stuff down.
2: It is. It's 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 quite niche in terms of what you can do out there. I mean, there's so many Ableton courses, but they're just teaching you how to use the software and how to navigate.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know,
2: which is some of them are brilliant. I mean, these Ableton mm-hmm. certified trainers are hardcore and they know how to do Max for Live and they know how to put it all together when the oscillators and they yep. connect all these different audio effect racks and it mm-hmm. goes on and on and on and you just you know. <laughs> you know what I mean, I mean, but I've, what I have noticed this year, obviously since lockdown, is a lot of Quite a few big names are coming forward and they're doing their own courses and their own because everyone's surviving now. Yep. Um, you know, I've noticed Roger Sanchez is doing a DJ course, I've noticed mm-hmm. uh, a couple of other names that have started to put out stuff and pass on. I've not looked at what they've done, but I've seen mm-hmm. adverts and
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and I saw Roger Sanchez doing a DJ course and how to, you know, which always baffles me how to, to be a DJ, how to do yeah. a DJ course. I don't, I've never quite understood that because, yeah, yeah. You, you can just, again, it's all about field. You can't, yes, can't it's like teaching the kids yeah. to play football. They're, they're either going to have the flair or the not. And it's,
0: yeah yeah But yeah, it's think... great
2: to see, it's great to see people like Sanchez who have masters who have been around for 30 years, mm-hmm. passing on their knowledge as well, however they do it. Yeah. There should be more of it. You should have Dave Morales doing a masterclass. You should have, you know, Calvin Harris doing a masterclass.
0: Yeah, or,
2: yeah. Whoever they are in their respective field. Yep. it should be that and that's it's it's not as dark secret it's not hidden yeah, it's not yeah, black magic you know
0: what I mean very accessible now as well isn't it I mean John talk about a lot how accessible it is to get a controller now whereas before if yeah, yeah. you a set of decent decks you were throwing oh, quite oh a bit of money yeah. out not you
1: yeah, yeah. used to have to things. spend an absolute fortune on a set of techniques, oh. <laughs> and it would take about four people to carry them home <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> first pair of techniques I bought was 500 quid and that was second hand and that was in 1994 and i are probably still going strong though Hey, I I sold them right. I, don't, I I sold them. I've got I've got one back in, and I've got another one. But I've sold them years ago. I had a bit of a 2004 World Cup, I think, or was it 2002 World Cup? I can't remember. Around that time, yep. was it a World Cup in 2002? I think it
0: was 2004. Yeah, it was all I all, all I know, Rob, we weren't in it. <laughs> well, that's <yeah. laughs> so. They that could have been any year as long. Exactly. ninety eight yeah. We don't know about, right?
2: So around that time, I, everything went CD. If we started getting pure CD and pioneer yeah. CDJs. And I just thought, I've got all these records. I'm selling them. I don't need them anymore. I've recorded them to thingy, So I got rid of my decks, blah, blah, blah. And then I really regretted it. But it took me years. It took me ages to get the, the money to save, for, to buy them originally. But yeah. now you can get anything, anytime. I mean, there's no software. It's all mm-hmm. free. And yeah. I'm not talking about people downloading Nuki software. I'm talking about you can get Cakewalk for free. You can get... um studio one for free you can get all the plugins for free you can get samples for free. everything is accessible yeah yeah and it's there even DJ software virtual DJ is a free version of that there's
1: there's no excuse now yeah. you know uh, it's and, one of the controllers as well you can get one for like less than 200 pounds oh, now yeah. that's actually got more capability than what you had exactly. back then exactly. with Technics and stuff you know exactly Exactly you get these these are controllers I mean the the newmile basic entry level ones are just as
2: good Aww. you know mm-hmm. if you've got a fast enough laptop they you can scratch like bloody DMC on them do you know what I mean Yeah yeah so it's great to see because there was a period in the 90s where every kid wanted decks and then every kid wanted guitars when Oasis came out and then every kid wanted decks again <laughs> yeah. and then every kid wanted a guitar and now now these days I I mean I don't know I don't see or hear any new rock and roll bands
1: really I mean, much rare. you know what I mean yeah, yeah I think that's because it's... everybody's at home live streaming DJ. De- de- yeah, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: but I mean over the last few years it still seems
2: to be the the emphasis is on DJ and every advert you see is yeah. a DJ or there's a, a yeah. record being put on a deck or yeah. you know I think that's
1: kind of prevalence of the EDM culture as well to yeah. actually kind of yeah. push
2: that forward mm. so yeah you know so it's, as I say it's great to see I mean back in the 90s club culture was 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 snubbed you know it wasn't it was frowned upon and now it's celebrated because you can hear this music in coffee shops and you can hear this music when you go to asda you know whereas before you had to go and underground to hear it or to a club you know and it's so accessible now everything is is so
0: mainstream and overground and that's good but at the same time you creates... I was going to say that as well, Robert. Kind of devalues it a little bit as well. Mean yeah. me we don't talk about that sometimes. But what, what do you think of like the value of music now compared to the guys that put the effort in and got the hardware and you know and yeah. sat with a guitar for ten years and wrote well, that? You know what I <laughs> mean? Exactly.
2: I mean I don't know. I mean the 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 value of everything has come down. Even the movie industry is 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 devalued now. Yeah. You know, um, and ev- everything is the high street is is dead. This so. <clears throat> So therefore, you used to go out and you have to go and hunt for your records. You'd have to go and hunt for a, a second-hand drum machine or, you know what I mean? Yep. Now you can just go on eBay or you can just go on Discogs so or you can just go... And yeah. Amazon so Prime, next day, the <laughs> It's there in five hours. Nothing, nothing has know. that excitement to... Yeah. Maybe it does for a 20-year-old, an 18-year-old kid, uh, yeah, but it's it. it, it I suppose for us older lot like it's just it's like the the value of something. Is, I spent a fortune on Discogs this summer because I've been at home and I've been yeah. buying back records that I sold years ago. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah.
2: And so I've been doing that for a nostalgic thing, but it's not been difficult. I picked up bits that I forgot about and that I'd never mm-hmm. got in the nineties years ago. Like oh, let's go to a second hand shop or let's go to a car boot sale and buy and do some digging. Yeah. You don't have to do that. You can go on Discogs and you've got thirty to choose from. You know. Yeah so again it's like it's a bit it's great that was part
1: of the fun back in the day you would would go to the town on the weekend to get your set together you know you'd spend (laughs) a small fortune on just about fortunes (laughs) exactly exactly and you couldn't wait to get them home and
2: then you'd play them and you'd hammer them and you'd put them in different mixes and also, I
0: think, as well, looking at it now, the DJs weren't just valued for their skills, they were valued for their record collections as well. Oh, God, they? Yeah. You, you were booked for because you knew they knew you had the music and you had the exclusive yeah. music, and nobody else was getting it. <laughs> so, you know. were, you're right.
2: And, and I think I used to, used to, we used to book lots of DJs. just work for a club called Progress in Derby, and we, we, we booked everybody from Pete Tong to Follow Jackmaster Master Funk to Boy George, blah blah blah. Yeah, and we'd have big guests on every week, and you knew. What to expect? You knew that they would bring some bullets. You know, we had Andy Weatherall play twice, and uh, and then a week later we'd have John the Please Women in full drag. Do you know what I mean? It was so varied. Yeah, yeah. Um, But you knew these guys would would perform, and it would all be on vinyl and two decks in a mixer, two faders, and and that was it. Yeah, you yeah. know. And they would pull it off every time, and and now you know, like you say, it's the it's so much availability of stuff. Yeah you, yeah, you can't keep up with every genre, mm-hmm. even your own. Yep. You know, there's so many new disco artists I'm hearing about. Yep. Um Some lad I'm teaching in LA, LA at the minute, he's a young 19-year-old lad, and he's teaching me, he's showing me this, like, all this Japanese-orientated disco house stuff.
1: Right.
2: Okay. It's incredible. It's like, I can't remember the name of the artist now, but he sent it me the other day, and I was like, wow, you know, it's really... Is this, is this a guy that you're teaching, or did I'm you see... Yeah, he's... a lad I'm teaching, and he's showing me, so the music is influenced by and It's all oh, this okay. really cool, cut up filtered disco house, but it's coming from... From the east, you know, and it's
1: okay. So, have they kind of got
2: their own thing happening out there with that as well? This is what I mean. Yeah, he it shows me Spotify playlists and sent me the stuff, and I was like, okay, yeah, really good stuff. You know, it's like really daft punky, but really more poppy and more, yep. I don't know, uh, a little bit more um, commercial sounding, but. Yep. You know, it's on that Daft point vibe, if you know what cool. I mean, that, that time, Discovery sort of vibe that they did. And that's uh-huh. what he's um,
0: learning. He's looking to learn to make, is it, Rob? It's funny to think he's... someone from America is looking to make Japanese, <laughs> make this go off of a British guy. Well, it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah,
2: it's kind of just show me the influences of, of the stuff. He's, he likes the sound of this and he likes that. And I say, OK, well, this is that technique and it's a filtering technique or it's a, you know, it's a chopping up of a sample technique. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, you never stop learning. That's the thing.
1: And you guys yourself, you'll be doing your DJing and yeah, you know, yeah. you're buying records, or whatever you do, you, you never stop. Yeah, you know? it's interesting. No, it's, it's quite difficult to have that exclusivity with tracks and tunes nowadays because it's available to everybody now across yeah, yeah. pretty much all the platforms. So the only way that you can really have something that's unique is to make your own now, you know, to actually exactly. learn how to make music
2: and then put that's it out it. and
1: play it. There's a
2: lot of, you know, there's a lot of, um, problem i have a lot of a problem with releasing re-edits now you know like four or five years ago me finger man 80's child um we're releasing lots of stuff and uh i was quite in on that edit scene for a bit and i kind of got a bit fed up with it i've not released one i don't think since last year but Hmm. it was everything had been sampled everything had been rinsed and it was getting to the point where i thought i'll tell you what i'm gonna do i'm gonna release an original record and pretend it's been edited and see if anyone notices <laughs> you know I mean? there's so much stuff coming out and yeah. it was all been done before it's another Lilette Holloway track it's another Salsa record it's another sheet yeah, record yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah um, but yeah like I say making your own stuff is is the way forward now but still with One Foot in the Past Um, Mm -hmm. and it's no wrong with taking samples it's great to take samples but they're getting harder and harder and harder to find something unique
1: Yeah, I think that was something that you've done quite well in in one of your courses as well that you're taking those samples out but you're rearranging them and chopping them up and stuff so you are kind of making something that is unique but using a sample at the same time you know absolutely yeah it's it's
2: about not just copying and pasting the main hooks of a song and re-looping them it's about finding something that's the beauty of Ableton you Mm -hmm. can loop any part of a track and speed it up to any speed you want. So you could take a 105 BPM sort of uh, boogie funk record mm-hmm. and get it to 120 and it won't sound ridiculous and, and yeah. stick a beat on it and you soon stick a side chain on it and you've soon you've got a track that sounds like Alan Breaks has done it, you know what I mean, or something. It's oh. yeah, it's that's the beauty of that's the the pace of it. Whereas before, 25 years ago, you get a record, sample it, put it in the sampler, chop it up, edit it put the MIDI in and you take an hour just to do one loop. You know what I mean? yeah. Do you know what's yeah. interesting
0: question as well, Rob? Looking at it now, you were talking about the value of edits and stuff and you, you were getting fed up. What we seem to find now is it's not even slight edits or loops or recreation. Sometimes mm. it's just outright layering copied pieces of the music on top of the track and then yeah. selling it which is i find absolutely <laughs> mind blowing but it seems to be quite accepted throughout the, the the industry at the minute not accepted but it seems to be from yeah, commonplace yeah
2: yeah which oh, i've exciting. not i've not even looked i mean i've not i've not looked at the, i'll be honest i've not looked at the juno charts or uh Beatport charts or tracks. I'll off, I will, if I release something, I'll have a look obviously. But it's, yeah, Because yeah. um, I like if I'm going to make something today, I want to have a listen to what's cracking off. Because if I go six months without making something, I want to know what else is going. And, and a lot of the time, I'll make something and I'll listen and I go, nothing's changed here. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> it's like trance music is the same thing. Trance music is still using those same euthoric sounds from twenty years ago.
0: Yeah, yep.
2: And it's still the same thing. But then again, classical is still the same from three hundred years ago
0: yeah yeah it means good.
2: how much more further can we go before we recycle again and we start again at the very beginning
0: yep definitely and we're
2: sampling James Brown again and then we're oh. going through you know we're, we're getting a lot of edits now of house tracks yep you know as well like people are re-editing Acid house stuff yeah because they've run out of disco and boogie you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, just... but I think what it is is I think you get a group of kids that come along a new generation come along they've not heard the sheet records and they've never heard the South mm-hmm. Soul and it's fun and new to them
1: yeah, and, and you get inspired by records. it as well.
2: Yeah, and they're timeless records. So they jump on that. And just like I did, I was sampling disco records in the mid to late 90s when I started. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, far Jack Funk had done it 10 years before I had. And, uh-huh. and Dave Morales had done
1: it. And do you know what I mean? It, yeah, yeah. It's so just What, what kind of inspires you these days then to make a track if you've... I said, what inspires me is just, it
2: comes and goes, mate. It yeah. comes and goes because... Um, I will, as I say, I've made an ambient album recently uh, just to detach from all of that because I was teaching that. I wanted something totally alien to that. Yeah. But inspiration, it will just come literally from out of nowhere. It will be, I will just probably pick a record out of my rack and I'll play it and then like, oh, right, i want to make something. And then yeah. you can't, you can't put a, a time on uh, inspiration. I'll, it would it, be not something like a riff. I'll play a riff on the keyboard uh, with a roads and then I'll get a funky lead line and that'll be I'll be off or I'll just sack it off.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, I can just feel <laughs> it going somewhere or not.
2: It, it, yeah, you know, do within 10, 15 minutes. I mean I've sat there before and spent three hours on a loop just noodling away yeah. and not even arrange the track. And then I forget all about it and then I find it six months later on we are driving. Oh yeah, I remember that. And I called it track sixteen. You know, it's like <laughs> how many tracks have you got that just said version five, version eight, you know.
1: Right, Sometimes well, you just sit there for like three or four hours working on like a loop, like a two-bar loop, and then just go, "No, no, not into exactly. <laughs> just, that anymore." Exactly. exactly. Three hours gone. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then you never end up
2: making it. I mean, there's how I mean, tracks have never been made, you know, that are in loops across the world.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah. It must be- Yes, that one hard drives. some Great bullets, idea. you know, there's know. some
2: absolute corkers out there that are not getting sound because a lot of people that are, as well, that I teach, they haven't got the confidence. And I'm like, I want to bring that confidence out of them. Oh, I don't think I can arrange. And I'm like, we well, yes, you can, you just got to do it. And yeah, this job, this p- profession is you just got to do it. You can't be afraid to be too perfect I've made some real crap in my time and I'll be honest about that and I put stuff out and a year later I've gone god did I really EQ that kick drum like that did I really do you know what I mean because a piece of music is an unfinished piece of art it's
0: not
2: you could meddle with it forever and ever and you could mix it for hours until you just drowned in kick
1: drums and you you know so you just one of of the things that I find quite frustrating if I'm not messing about with tracks is that you can hear where you want it to go inside your head but actually getting that across onto the computer and out the speakers is a different thing and that can be frustrating in itself where you can't quite get it where you want it to be absolutely and I think that boils down to
2: I get that and it's kind of imposter syndrome as well where you you think you you listen to something and you want it to sound like this artist or that artist and in your head you start thinking it's got to sound like this it's got to sound a certain way and then you're taking away what you want to sound like Mm -hmm. or what you should sound like your natural thing and that's why I say make a track put it out get it out and then you know what I mean because if you overthink stuff you never release it. and I've yeah. I've been a victim of that countless times throughout the last 20 plus years I yeah. went you know I mean I put stuff out on vinyl and I've regretted it a month later I've got oh, EQ'd that better <laughs> but if I'd sat on it I would never have released it yeah you know what I mean yeah. that's what you, you just you just got to be a little bit more brutal with yourself and yeah. to hell with that EQ of that hi-hat was crap
1: you know Yes, yeah, so just but push yeah. through and actually get it exactly. finished and get out of
2: there. And that's what I aim to do with the courses I do and what I do with people. Just put your stuff out. Don't worry about it, you know. I
0: think mm-hmm. technology as well, that nowadays it allows you to go back and make those edits, whereas before, yeah, the 70s, guys were slogging away. Oh, God, people. yeah. With 20, 25 takes and
1: hope to exactly. God, they're all going to hold together. By you to get four hours in the studio, it's got exactly. to get done. yeah. Quick, yeah. get it in. Put it out, put it out quick, you know. <laughs> you yeah, I mean, I was yeah. thinking... I was
2: thinking about how many other how many unreleased disco records were made yeah, that yeah. never got pressed. You know, because yep. like all the record labels would have received just as many demos as they do today. Yeah, but yeah. on a cassette, you know, and some disco band would have made some belters but never released them. It'd be interesting yeah. to, you know find out how many tracks have never been released lost. I just have these thoughts
0: sometimes you know what I mean because there's probably a lot that was even just cut to record because you've got, got what's lost. it up
2: in Scotland you? you've got Al Kent who releases rare really rare stuff yeah yeah, yeah. we're actually yeah. talking to Al Kent a few months back Yeah, yeah. And, and he really digs deep you know yep. and I mean he must come across rare demos and through contacts he makes yeah through his disco albums that he puts that. So, yeah. It, it, it's, as a, I say,
0: it's such a free-for-all
1: right now. It's such a fight to fight, unearth something that just mm, hasn't been done yet, isn't it? Exactly. Just nothing, something That like, would be an absolute goldmine, actually, all, all the unreleased stuff that's just never seen the light of day. Yeah. Exactly. It'd be good, wouldn't it? But yeah. But as I say, it comes back to inspiration and, and as I say, what I, when you ask me
2: about inspiration, it's just, it, it, it can come in the middle of the night. It can come in, I'll get to bed at 11 o'clock and I go, oh, i want to make a track. Or yeah. sometimes, I'll just,
0: I'll, I'll be thinking about it driving, and I'll, you know, you guys, you know, what it's like, you know, yeah, when yeah, stuff ideas. And yeah, you, that's it. You, the, the most, the ideas pop in your head at the times when you're least
1: thinking about them. Exactly, and that's always exactly. the case. That's the best. That that way, really, about it. you're late at night, you're really, really tired, and then you just have this wee idea, and then before you know, like <laughs> it's like five hours later, and you falling. go to bed with an earworm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's it. How, how did you actually get started then, Robo? Who inspired you for getting into production? My dad.
2: My, well, my dad, really. My dad, was, um, my dad was a bootlegger in the 80s um, of jazz concerts. He um, was oh, big really? on the jazz, scene, the UK jazz scene in the 80s. He was into all that. He used to pirate gigs. And right. <laughs> and, uh, and <laughs> it, it, my ass was always tape to tapes and, and videos, to link to videos, and he would be copying these tapes and selling them all around the world. It was like mail order, basically. Mm-hmm. Ah, right. Um, and he used to go on local radio and do a uh, and announce jazz records and and he was heavily involved in the jazz scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he was dragging me around to record shops all my life, all my childhood. I was dragged to a record shop, um, or some mate's house who's got a thousand records or whatever. And then uh, when I was all through my teenage years, I was a big fan of you know the Pet Shop Boys and um, you know electronic and those kind of things, and obviously all the hip hop and the house thing. Um, hip-hop was my thing first off public enemy was my thing yeah yeah um and i went to see them in concert my dad took me to see them uh, yeah. in 1988 yeah, i was Sounds only like 12 dad. Wow. <laughs> well understanding dad <laughs> yeah he probably moved like that gig and never told me <laughs> but like um and then when i was 16 i got the chance my english teacher at school was uh best friends with a guy who owned the local record shop and he got me work experience there and I just went for a week and did that when I was 16. And, after, and they offered me a job after because the enthusiasm I had for it was just there to see. Yeah. And that yeah. was it. And then I met then after that, I was 16, I met local group promoters and then I got into it that way. Yep. Um and but influ- musically influencing it, it would be Todd Terry, yeah. 80s hip hop, Mantronics, mm-hmm. um, you know, and those acid ass tracks that, that, that you know that those early. Hardware tracks, you know, Farley Jack Must Have Funk, Steve Silk Hurley, yeah, you know, yeah. Derek May, um, all that kind of stuff. Yep. But when the rave scene came along, that was when I really started to want a keyboard and then I wanted a sampler and, you know, that kind of thing. That Prodigy and Alternate and
0: yeah, all that. Yeah.
2: Yep. I got heavily into that. And then that evolved into the house thing with Sasha and Digweed. And and then it was the club scene of, you know, uh, Jeremy Healy and, and yeah, Smoking Joe or Alistair Whitehead, that kind of Stuff and it yeah. just went from there, and it just yeah. it just yeah. evolved and evolved. Like you know, you know, one minute you're into one thing, and next minute that splinters off into another thing, and you find another artist. It's just a tree that grows and grows, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, when we first started years ago, we kind of started with like the house music and trance music as well. It was around yeah. about the time yeah. the Dutch yeah. trance was coming through. Yeah. Very often, though, it was massive about the blue and we had that and Kane Beach Ball and all that, but yeah. we well, also we played quite well, a lot as well.
2: That's, that's the stuff I was playing by the end of the 90s, because when I had a hit record in the 90s... Yeah, um, is that everybody? Yeah, when I did that, that was We'd all at all the same the time. time. We'd that, all the time. Was, <laughs> that was all at the same time as Out of the Blue and, and all those, you know, Mario Pugh and... Who was it, the guy? Amanda, and all that. You know, oh, it middle? was a great, great period for... God Blizzard and I I all that, some great stuff. He's I loved been... that era. It was a fantastic era, but um, I was always doing my disco and my funky stuff as well. In quiet, in, not quiet, but smaller clubs on a Sunday or a Friday night. Saturday was the trance by those days in the late 90s without a
0: shadow of a doubt me, me and John were just talking about that before me John and my brother Chris we were probably about 14, 15 we used to rent out the local scout hall and throw parties we used to throw yeah. parties for the and for the, like, sell tickets in school and all that as well crazy and, and whenever we hear route. that track your track everybody <laughs> honestly that was the track of the night it was always on it, takes, it always takes me and John right back More to that point up
1: party. and all
2: that yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh that's great but yeah Any it was, was...
2: Uh, a fun time without a doubt
0: yeah, it always takes us a bit of nostalgia, right? Whenever we hear that track, that is a blast for the past or our youth. Yeah.
2: Or I'm I'm like that with uh, that in that era, especially um
0: the Guriella track. Oh yeah you, know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, that
2: one's about fifteen minutes long where it just
0: yeah that yeah. gets me every time that trance. Yeah. the trance was a special era wasn't it that was a real special era in music I think the trance stuff it was a good era those yeah, 299 yeah, yeah.
2: to 2001 around that time you know without a doubt yeah. some, I think that's what a lot of people forget about trance you know with that, that golden period it had mm. everything has a golden period yeah, you know. yeah it just does it just does like you know your, your speed garage was a couple of years prior to that and then
1: yeah and like really had here. 1999 as well, mm. didn't? That was a great yeah. track as well. Yeah, yeah, it actually yeah. went to number one in the charts and all that as well. So, yeah. like, it was a period where trance was actually getting to number one in the pop charts. Oh, now. mate, oh, God, it was right
0: all over the place, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, I think so, it was, yeah. well, that was the first time that dance was really found its, its own, not its first time, but its main own thing that wasn't either from the breakbeats or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all of a sudden the It tr- was all that, yeah. Was a bit of classical influence, but just something so unique, wasn't it, at trance? It was like, what, what's going on here? This was, was a bit a bit hard trance the German hard yeah. that great scene, but it was all it was its own thing wasn't it
2: yeah I've never looked at it like that that's a good point actually like you say everything came from hip hop or soul or disco yeah. where this was solidly electronic you know yeah. and yeah, just had-, had its own identity definitely that yeah. that. and it wasn't it wasn't soulful it, it was it, it was emotional yeah you know? yeah
1: and oh, it, it still it. made your
2: hair stand on end you know what I mean
1: yeah yeah so it was just now, a big massive euphoric breakdown oh god what, yeah it?
2: great some great stuff but then again you know it, it a lot of it got jumped on and you know you've got all sorts of remixes coming out everyone wants a piece of it you know and that's what happens
0: isn't it yeah and
2: then it becomes boring and you get sick of it and you move <laughs> on <laughs> <laughs> and
0: we all we'll go back to
1: disco again <laughs> exactly that's again that wheel I'm on about that yeah. it repeats itself you know how was it that you were uh, making your tracks at that point in time as well because obviously the, the- Technology was so different back then, and the capabilities of what you could do with it back then as well. Uh, um well, I made I made that on a uh, cakewalk, on a
2: so, on a cracked copy of cakewalk on a Windows ninety eight PC, oh, yeah. um, and it took. Well, we'll about. It, <laughs> uh, it took about 30, 40 minutes to make, and then and, and then Are I you? lost it, and I lost it, and it, my hard drive crashed or something, and I oh, shit, damn. and I thought, should I do it again? Oh God! Then. And I just, just thought my mate was with me. Said, "Yeah, go and do it again." Yeah. Um, and he, and he pushed me to do it again. And I did it again. And the next minute, played it. Good the thing the he was there. <laughs> I played it in the club, and then uh, Judge Jules was on before me, uh, after me. Sorry, um, I was warming up for him, and I played it on CD. Uh, and he's like, "Get me this." And then we pressed up ten copies. And a week later, it was on Radio One. Just like that, just went like that. Mm. Just timing. I think if I tried to do that again, that would never happen. And I did try to do that again, and it just went pear shaped and it became a chore. And that's when I lost interest in that whole trance era. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. the label I was signed to were, were wanting me to be a hit maker on the spot. And it, you, can't,
1: you can't produce hits. Was that was that manifesto? Did manifesto? That's right, yeah, manifesto, yeah. 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 yeah it was yeah. a massive band, um, and they had a great
2: roster. They had Josh Will,
1: they had Dave Morales, they had
2: um the what they call Space Brothers. They had some brilliant yeah, roster. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know,
1: Always right. remember the Art manifesto as well. was always almost like a kind of tiger skin type thing with that went, yeah Yeah, they. It's surprising that they didn't keep
2: going. To be honest, you know, like Defected Lab or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. Know, because they've got such a great catalog. But that was a great time. Yeah, good. Another good era that
0: was. Well, me and you know, John were talking about that as well. I think the value in music was was really good back then as well. We pressed mm-hmm. those records. I mean, how many records were Positiva and those labels shifted at that time? Oh God, you know, yeah. Was a good. Generation of income back then. We again comparing it to now, yeah. with the digital area. But my God, there was it was that was probably the peak time for for selling dance music, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: I think you could you could make a living on pressing individual you know individual you know um, uh, you, you could make a living being an independent artist quite easily.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you know what
2: I mean? Without the without the support of there was no social media, but without the support of a major label, you yep. could mm-hmm. press up a few thousand vinyls every other month and DJ and off the back of it, and, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, the quality, the amount of good stuff that come out, you know, it was exciting. It's too, you know, because I used to work in like a shop and every day was Christmas, and you yeah. didn't know what was coming out until it arrived. You know, um, there was no videos prior to it coming out. You know, nowadays a song comes out and the videos on YouTube, and that is the that is the product.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, it's yeah. like, I
2: don't know, I'm just talking in terms of, uh, of commercial music, so to speak, but in those days you'd get the promo and then you'd get the white label on the, and there'd be a mystery about a track and mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, the hype would be built it's already in your face before you even know exactly. it out and nowadays and yeah. it's like, oh, that's that And then you turn the radio and you hear it, you put it onto your Facebook, it's got an ad that's coming it. on. <laughs> before you know it, it's like you're, you're sick of the sound of it by the end of the day.
2: <laughs> exactly. What's that famous saying that uh, he says, music is the only product you consume before purchasing, you know, yeah. and it's yeah. it's true, is it? It's just rammed down your throat. You don't even have to buy it anymore, but yeah, someone's yeah. got to pay for
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Someone's paying for this. How, how are they
1: making money out of this? Yeah,
0: it's crazy. But yeah, cool. You could talk music to you all day, I think. In <laughs> I think so too, mate. I think so
1: too. But yeah, so, um, I'm really What, doing... what kind of I, advice would you give to people who are maybe starting out with producing music right now and are wanting to maybe learn more about it? Sign up for one of my courses. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I, I'm, so, I, I, as I say, just
2: get a piece of software, just find the sound you like. Just just don't take on too much. If you're watching a tutorial, if you want to learn how to play good keys, just learn keys. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And then, but in terms of production, just just get, I mean, Ableton Live Light is free now. You can get that for free from Splice um, and download a free copy of that forever. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, the, 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 you can get all the software, but don't tech on too much. Just listen to get your favorite records, get your two or three favorite records that you absolutely adore. Yeah. And try and replicate them in some way. Try and sound like them. Use them as references until you develop your own. Style, do you know what I mean. Around that, you know, I based all my music on, on, in the old days, on Todd Terry, you know, and that raw sampling—a beat and a sample and a bassline—and that's it. Yeah, and I stuck to that formula for years, and I still kind of have that now. It's like just be, just find what makes you tick. You know what I mean? Don't go. Yeah. So, oh, I'm into tech house this week because it's the big thing, you know. Or I want to make uh, what's his name tracks like Calvin Harris or whatever. either just, just. Because by the time you've made something and put it out, that's moved on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So you need to just, just stick with your guns and just stick through it and go, right, I like this disco house artist. I'm going to sound like him. And then by that time you've mastered him, you'll develop your own style around that. Yeah. So just, just go with what you, you makes you feel good. You know what I mean? You guys and hey, man, you know, it's, you're not going to go out and DJ a load of obscure techno, are you? Because it's not in your soul, is it? It's, it's not what you do. With, yeah. There are guys out there that love that stuff, and you know it's about finding what you love in it. Yeah. You know, we should respect all forms of dance music. You know, there's a lot of hatred in the community of. Yeah,
0: yeah. You
2: know, there's a lot of bad blend. I just don't want to be. You know, it's like I don't like heavy metal, but I fully respect it.
0: Yeah, to yeah. I mean,
2: as a form, and it's someone out there who loves it, and that's what you know. That's what I like to
1: get people yeah it's to like Paul seat. Paul loves rave music like old school hardcore yeah. rave and I, I really don't like it at all but I, I respect that he likes it yeah. <laughs> I mean you know it's that. Like, yeah but you see, about, it's see about, I mean, it, was, it was big up in Scotland wasn't it you know back yeah, in the 90s
2: that
0: like, yeah. real fast there was, what was the DJ guy what was the guy big DJ up there it was always like old, ultrasonic old you know, it was more like a lot of live bands with the hard hardcore techno right. stuff a lot of live Scott Brown you're thinking
2: of maybe I can't remember his name but, he, but he, he had a residency in IB for at some point in the mid 90s he was a famous DJ, he had an unusual name, but I watched documentary on him recently on BBC. Right. Um, and But yeah, the the rave scene, you know, the, the happy hardcore scene, the whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have to respect every single one of it because we're all part of the same band, you
0: know. Yeah, that's it. It all you traces know? back to the roots, I think,
2: doesn't and it? it all traces back to
0: disco and it all traces back to funk and yeah. craft work and all that, you know what I mean? And it's, yeah. It's just talking about, you were saying there as well, Rob, for people to sign up to the courses and stuff. And uh, I know we'll give you time to plug it again, basically. But where where can guys get involved then? Where where, where do they go to get involved in your courses? Just go
2: to waxedisk.com or go to YouTube and just type in waxadisk Music and it comes up on there. And all my free videos and all my free courses are on there. And on waxedisk.com, there is all my, I do personal one-to-one mentoring. uh, And I also offer the courses to buy outright as well. Right. So you can buy a pre-made course for disco or techno or house or deep house or funk or whatever. There's a whole vast array, array of genres that I teach. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, you can just
1: go on there. Brilliant. Um, no, I don't yeah, highly recommend getting involved in those as well. Cause as I, say, I I've worked through a few of the courses and I picked up a good few you. things on it and quite quickly as well. So definitely.
2: And it's, you've got 24 hour custom, well, not 24 hour, but you've got customer support as well. So if you have okay. a problem, you know, and you bought a course six months ago, I'll still help you with it. You know what I mean? It's not, you
0: know.
1: I'll be sending you an email at three o'clock and <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I
0: the going to answer it, mate. <laughs> as long as he's sending them to you now, Rob, he's not sending them exactly. to me, and I'm, <laughs> I'm happy.
2: That's
0: no problem. That's great. But no, yeah, thanks, you, a lot for, uh, thanks a lot for taking time out. Honestly, I've enjoyed it. It's been
2: brilliant. Really nice to meet you guys, and we'll keep in touch and send me the links and I'll put put them on my media and do all the yep, whatever you need That's me to fun. do. And we'll go from there. And hopefully, in the new year, things will open up and.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was it at times?
1: <laughs> Life will uh, try and find some sort of normality again. Who knows? Well, hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, good hey. chatting to you. Thanks for and you, John. Thank on. you, Paul. Yep. Appreciate Go. that, guys. Take care, Rob. We'll speak to you soon. Take all right. care, lads. See you soon. Gotcha.